Abandon all prejudices, all ye who enter here. Park your paradigms, perk up your ears, and open your mind as we now shine the laser light of reason on the topic of political views and mental balance. Hi, I'm David Bolton, and welcome to part 16 of this series of podcasts dedicated to helping people think more clearly, make sounder judgments, and above all, to unceasingly question instead of naively accepting what others want us to believe, for this is the path of Socrates. My dear listeners, graphs can be fun. They're graphs for everything. You name it. Somebody has made a graph for any topic you can think of. Well, I just happened to cross one today that, that is really a, a source of amusement for me, but also gives me pause to ponder. Now, the Pew Research Center, I'd heard of that before. I just want to read something about it they put in their site. Uh, Pew Research Center is a nonpartisan fact tank that informs the public about the issues, attitudes, and trends shaping the world. It conducts public opinion polling, demographic research, etc. Well, nonpartisan fact tank. I don't know how nonpartisan it is. You see words like nonpartisan or objective these days thrown around, and then you look into it more deeply, you see, well, they're not so nonpartisan. Who knows who's behind all these things? But nonetheless, let's assume that it's uh, more or less objective, or let's just look at the numbers. Let's just look at this graph. Now, if you haven't downloaded it yet, I did include a link in the uh, in the description of this podcast to download this graph. You should have it in front of you. So put this on pause, download the graph so you know what I'm talking about. Give you a few seconds to do that. Put me on pause now, put me on pause, download that graph. Uh, you got it? Okay, let's get started. You'll see at the bottom, source, Pew American Trends Panel, Wave 64, don't know what that is, March 19th to 24th, 2020. Now, they ask, I don't know how many thousands of people, has a doctor or other healthcare provider ever told you that you have a mental health condition? And here's the percent that said yes. Now, this is divided in three groups. There are only white people, white liberal, moderate, and conservative. <laughs> wow, this is explosive. This is explosive. Let's look at this. What immediately strikes us, to the far left, 18 to 29 year olds. The females are in blue, males red, right? White liberal females, 18 to 29. 56.3% have been told by a doctor healthcare provider that they have mental health condition. I'm tempted to say, well, I'm not going to comment on that because it wouldn't be politically correct, but I'm not politically correct. I'm like the umpire. You know, you go to a baseball game if you ever have, and you really root for one team, and there's this umpire, this son of a whatever. He just calls it as he sees it. The Yankees are, play the Yankees are playing the Orioles. Okay, I like the Orioles. And if the umpire makes a call that, that I don't like, I might say, oh, yeah, kill the umpire. Well, fortunately, now we have this, you know, slow motion and the stop action. And the umpire says, strike. And we see it was a ball because we see that in the computer screen there. Okay. But back when I was younger, you didn't see that, right? And a lot of people just hated the umpire. But a good umpire just called it as he saw it. 
He didn't favor the one team. He didn't favor the other team. If he thought the ball was thrown, it was a strike he called. If it was always a ball, it was whatever. You know what I mean, right? And that's the way I am in general in life. But here when I see this, 56.3% of young female adults that, that are self-styled liberals have, have been told they have mental health condition. Now, the reason I had to laugh was because, to tell you the truth, I've met people of all ages, especially here in Japan, met a few thousand people. And very often I've noticed that it was, especially the young white liberal females who seemed to be a little wacky. And I thought, is this just my imagination? Well, according to Pew Research, I was right on the mark. Uh, nicely and flatteringly for me, uh, uh, if, you, if you look at my age group, uh, now, I wouldn't call myself a typical conservative by any means. In some things, yes, I'm liberal, moderate, uh, uh, but uh, most people would call me conservative. And some of my views are definitely conservative. And I'm 65, so look to the far, the opposite of that, the far, far right, this, well, not far right politically, but of this graph, 65 plus, only 4.5% of my people, that is white male 65 or more, have been diagnosed with a mental health condition. Of course, there's some, 4.5%. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, and I've known quite a few people with severe mental problems, uh, sometimes I've almost envied them. I'm going to get into, in my podcast, the phenomenon of insanity and how I think so many things are being seen wrongly. Uh, I'll get into that probably in a series of podcasts just about that subject. But uh, I say sometimes I've almost envied the people who've been crazy, uh, either through going through an episode of insanity or whatever, because life is so interesting for them. Not that I'm bored in life. I'm never bored. I have to say I'm never bored. My mind is active. I do music. I do this. I read. I write. Whatever. But on the other hand, uh, I'm so boringly sane <laughs> that even when I've been in situations where I thought, my God, most people go insane here. I don't. I'm just so reasonable there. I take it from my mother in that regard. My mother was so balanced mentally. <laughs> well, boringly sane. Uh, anyway, let's get back to this. I mean, there's so much food for thought here. Another thing that, that strikes me, if you look at male-female, let's start from the very left. Okay, we see uh, white liberal males, 1829, only 33.6%. Now, the conservatives, only 16%, only half that number. The moderates, well, 22%, somewhere in between, right? So the more you go to the conservative side, the less problem you have with mental health. And the more liberal you are, the more, the more uh, unbalanced people there are. Uh, wow, think of the riots last summer in America, every night, you know, total violence, and etc. Et uh, it would seem to confirm that, you know what I mean? Uh, but something very interesting here, sorry girls, sorry girls. But if you look here, 18 to 29, going to the left again, significantly higher number of females that are you know a little off the mark than males 30 49 once again 39.7 to 29.7 liberals 50 to 64 26.3 female 18.7 male and 65 and older they're kind of it, it's kind of interesting the females 15.2 percent males 15 percent okay i mean this chart is so interesting in so many ways and if you know me either personally or through my podcast, you know that I delve into things. 
think Sherlock Holmes, but with a lot of intuition as well. <laughs> and no, I'm no Sherlock Holmes in detecting, oh, look at this, there's a dead insect here, and it's lying on its back, and its head is facing this way. That would suggest that, you know, I don't get into that details. I don't have the eye of Sherlock Holmes for, for that sort of thing. But uh, I'm a pretty good analyst, let me tell you. Doesn't it strike you as strange? Let's just concentrate on one group here. The liberal group. I could take any of the three groups for this point I'm going to make. But among the younger people, 18 to 29, 30, 49, you first of all have much higher numbers because the question was, has a doctor or other healthcare provider ever told you, ever told you have a mental health condition? In other words, you could be 65, you could be 90. But yeah, 50 years ago somebody told me. But apparently, with older folks, that's not the case. Did you know this catalog they use of mental illnesses is growing every year? This is a topic I'm going to talk about. Uh, they have an official catalog of mental uh, illnesses. I don't want to get the name wrong. Let me put this on pause a uh, second. I'm going to look it up for you just a second. Here we have it. Yes, it's the DSM. There are many versions of the DSM, which stands for the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders of the American Psychiatric Association. The stuff that goes on there you would not believe. I read about that a number of years ago. Uh, they have every, I don't know what's every year or two years, don't, don't remember. They have this big uh, meeting of psychiatrists. They invite all the psychiatrists. Only a small percentage go. And then somebody will get up and say, you know, I think I've, I've noticed, uh, for example, the what's called restless leg syndrome. That was from I don't know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, whatever. Uh, yes, there's a new disorder. It's called the restless leg syndrome, for example. And I think we should include that in our catalog. Uh, who's for it and who's against it? Now, th th he might also add, you know, the, uh, I've been in touch with the industry. They already have a drug for that. Now, psychiatrists often make a percentage of the profit on these drugs they prescribe. And then most of the hands go up. Yep, let's add that to the catalog. There's one more thing they make money off of. Yes, people, it is that bad. The nonsense that goes on in the world of psychiatry in America and other countries would shock the devil out of you. I would say it's criminality. It is criminality. Besides which, in the normal medical field as well, look for in smash words my book on cancer. Uh, the title is A Rational Approach to Cancer Treatment. And why Big Pharma, I think it's big, why Big Pharma doesn't care. I don't remember the whole title. I've written so many books. I look up my own book now to, to tell you. By David Bolton, A Rational Approach to Cancer Treatment. I say look at them as fast words. It's at Amazon, but I had to put a price on it there because they wouldn't let me put it up for free. If you get in Smashwords, write to Amazon, say, hey, this would be free on Amazon too, then maybe they will put the price to zero because I want to give this book for free. That's in the, in the cancer treatment world. The crimes that go in there are unbelievable. In the psychiatric field, it's, if anything, worse, right? So they have this catalog. They have a list there. Look up on Wikipedia, look up list of mental disorders, Wikipedia here. They tell you about the DSM. You wouldn't believe, they have over 400 now, 450. I think about 50 years ago, they had like 150 or something. Every year they add something to it because they're making money on every single thing. That's disgusting enough. But I'm taking that into account while studying this graph. I don't just look at the numbers and reach easy conclusions. Look at this. Could it be that people 65 or older have never been told they have mental health conditions because when they were young, 
the psychiatric industry wasn't controlling things so much and they didn't have so many conditions listed in their catalog. You could say, well, maybe a lot of those people were crazy too, but they just, the psychiatrists didn't know it. No, no, it's not just that. With younger people, they tend much more to give diagnosis after diagnosis and drug after drug, and so they make more and more money. I think that's a factor here, and no doubt it's a factor for all groups, because the tendency here in all groups is that younger people are told more that they have some kind of psychiatric disorders. Uh, we could see this, okay, among the 18 to 29 age group, obviously white liberals are told that much more often. Now, one could hypothesize that most doctors are conservative and they notice that somebody's probably liberal, so they want to insult them and say, you're half crazy. I don't think that's the case. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. Uh, interesting here, though, among many other things, is that from what I see, correct me if I'm wrong, there's only one age group altogether, and that's in one group, if you look for age 50 to 64, white moderate. That's the only group where males outnumber the females, where there are more males that have been told at some time they have a mental health condition. Going to the far left again, females outnumber the males, obviously, 18 to 29, 30 to 49, 50 to 64. 65 and plus, it's only, it's, it's only a little different. Among conservatives, on the other hand, to the far, well, it's 5.9 to the far right here, and 4.5. Moderates, 10.4, 65 and older, and 7.5. But that's interesting that among liberals, it looks like the, the women have calmed down or <laughs> become more normal. Uh, of course, still in that group, there are significantly more people who have mental health conditions in the, in the white liberal group. White moderate, it's uh, considerably lower, and white conservative, like three times lower, right? But I find that interesting that all the, in that group, it's almost the same for the, the white liberals, right? But only in the group of white moderates, 50 to 64, do males outnumber females. You know, many of the terrible, politically incorrect, macho, chauvinist males have said women are crazy. And they've been saying that since ancient Greece and, and Rome. I just read something yesterday, some, what was it, Simonides and his classification of women. I'm going to read that in my podcast. It's really funny. Uh, comparing them to animals, like the, the mare, you know, female horsewoman the sow woman and the, the whatever woman, the bee woman, B-E-E. -E. Uh, that's supposed to be the best type. Compares it to animals. Of course, politically incorrect, but I don't care. It's funny. It's actually funny. I mean, of course, it's not, it's not real psychology or anything. It was a poem, and it was very popular for a few hundred years back then in ancient Greece. But in general, men tend to think, oh, women were crazy. Well, we do know that depression is... Uh, much more common among women than among men. It has hormonal reasons, etc., etc., right? Uh, so, yeah, that would, in general, reflect in all groups, we can see. Interesting, for example, also, 50 to 64, let's look at that age group in the three groups. Now, in the moderate group, men have more mental health conditions, 15 to 9 to 16.9, right? Among liberals, it's women, 26.3, males, 18. But in the conservative group, that's the biggest difference. Women, 19.4, and men, only 8.2. In 30 to 49 group, that's interesting too. White liberals, females, 39.7. Males, only 29.7. In the moderate group, females, 32.8. Males, 20.1. More or less the same. A little more, what, like 12.7, the difference. But in conservatives, 
Females 26, males only 7.8. That's over a three times difference. That's kind of interesting, isn't it? 50 to 64 group as well, right? You notice that tendency among conservatives, many more women, now in general, their numbers are lower than the other groups. In other words, there are fewer people with, uh, with mental problems in those groups. Look at the 30 to 49% group, liberals 39%, mo uh, moderates 32, conservatives only 26. Uh, 50 to 64 group, uh, 26% liberals, 15 moderates, but conservative women, 19 for four, there it goes up. But what I'm going to concentrate on now is the, the big difference between females and males only in the conservative group, right? Where you have differences in 50-64 over twice as many females and uh, 30 to 49 over three times as many females. I'm going to speculate here. There's nothing wrong in, in speculating if you don't know what this solution is or what the real explanation could be, you have to speculate, right? I'm going to speculate that among conservatives, because there are many more religious people, women are psychologically maybe more oppressed. Does that seem to make sense? In other words, on the left you have women are told, oh, you can do whatever you want, like males as well. Maybe that's why we have much more violence among liberals. <laughs> Look at last summer, every single night in, in many cities, violence, riots, etc. And they, no, they were not Trump people in the street rioting. Right? Uh, they, were, they were leftists, right? And people are told, well, you, do, you want to take drugs? Oh, fine, if you're a conservative. Oh, no, you shouldn't do that because that's against the law and that's a sin as well. Now, one could speculate, uh, I don't know, the drug thing I'll get into in a minute. But here that there's so many more women with mental health issues than men in the conservative group, I think it's probably because there's a, it's a more patriarchal type of group and more male dominance and women are told, this is what the wife should be, this is what the woman should, women should be like. And that puts women under more pressure, obviously. So that's more a, a group dominated by males, I would conclude. If I didn't know anything about political right or left, I just saw these numbers, say it's about some African tribe or whatever in three different types, but not politically uh, analyzed here. I would think, well, probably in that one group to the right here, the males dominate, so women have relative to the male more mental health conditions. And I think considering, well, religion as a factor, you know, females more females should not do this, they should not, you know, more conservative lifestyle. That could account for that. Nonetheless, in that 30 to 49 age group, women are still better off in the conservative group than a liberal moderate group because 30 49 liberals 39.7 percent mental health issues, moderates 32.8 and conservatives only 26 percent. So even though they might be oppressed, they're still better off than the other groups, right? Interesting there. And in the 50 to 64 age group, well, the conservative women aren't as well off as the white moderate women. Interesting. In other words, these graphs you can look at from so many different viewpoints, not to reach necessarily very definite conclusions, but it's very interesting to think about. And I want to say also, uh, look at the liberal group. I think there's another factor here that's not mentioned at all. I saw that, my speculation now, confirmed months ago. I don't remember where... I have the graph though, that, but I thought that anyway, just confirm what I thought. There's more drug use among liberals than among conservatives. I mean, that should be obvious, right? I'm not saying there are no conservatives that use drugs. Of course, I'm not saying that. Of course, sometimes debate opponents will 
take one thing you said and twist it around and misinterpret it. I don't let that pass. Don't ever try that with me. If you have a debate with me, because gonna, I'm going to destroy you if you do that. <laughs> I'm a very good debater. And I notice when people are trying to play dishonest tricks in a debate. I'm the type, somebody debates me and they make a good point. I say, you know, you've just made a good point. Maybe you have to rethink what I said before. And I demand that honesty of others too. If not, I destroy them. <laughs> so warning here, right? I will suggest, that, you know, I've known many people in my life. And among conservative people, I've known many more people that think, uh, even with marijuana, no, that's illegal. I'm like, if it were legal, they might do it. Uh, and of course, a lot of conservatives might smoke marijuana, even take cocaine. I don't know what the percentages are, but I know many would say, first of all, it's against the law and they don't want to break the law because conservatives tend to respect the law more. If you don't think that or know that, uh, <laughs> I don't know what planet you're living on. You're not really observing things well. I remember even in high school, the people who were like religious conservative were not the people taking drugs. I was in high school back in the, what, 1969 to 73. Times were a bit different 50 years ago. But back then, the people who would take drugs were generally politically to the left. I don't know if I remember a single one that was solidly politically right and took drugs. I don't think I knew a single one in my class. I mean, maybe later they, I don't know, got down and out and started taking drugs, whatever. You know, I saw might have drunk. Yeah, yeah, people had drank on both sides. Uh, and back then, the drug use wasn't as extended as now. But yeah, there was some. But all the people who took drugs were generally politically, politically they expressed themselves in a more liberal way. And the further you go, the left is more drug use because they think, oh, what the hell, you know, we only live once and let's, uh, let's live it up and, and whatever. And now today, too, the people I see taking drugs, well, I don't see many here in Japan. <laughs> they have stricter drug logs here, and I think that's a good thing. Uh, but I'll get into that in, in a later talk because I personally think you should be able to do with your body what you want in that sense. But if you do, don't expect some social system to then pay for your medical costs. So in other words, if we don't have any socialism, I think you should be able to take any drug you want. And if it kills you, it kills you. If you end up down and out and can't work, that's really your problem. If some kind souls want to help you, fine, but don't expect the taxpayers to help you. The taxpayers, a large part of whom are not taking the drugs. I'll get into that in a later. You know, I'm for personal responsibility there. Maximum individual freedom, but also personal responsibility. So therefore, I don't fit in so much to the left or the right there. That's just one example. But I do think that, uh, okay, should we say then that leftist females take drugs a lot more than leftist males, 18 to 29 age group? I don't think that's the case necessarily. This could point to yet another thing that's worthy of thinking about. Could it be that the, okay, let's look at different possibilities. Let's assume, first of all, that people are attracted to a leftist philosophy because of things going on inside them psychologically. For example, what do, what do leftists tend to think? They tend to, first of all, they want to have groups they can protect. Oh, we have to protect the poor blacks because blacks can hardly read. And we shouldn't have voter ID because blacks aren't even going to have a driving license. And, you know, black people say, what, what planet are these people living on? Of course we have drive, of course we have ID. You know, we can take out loans, we have bank accounts, etc. But white liberals like to think that blacks are like their, their little pet children, that, that they're so defenseless. Well, no, black people are not defenseless. They're normal people and they have driver's license, they have ID. Uh, in general, they're responsible people like everybody else. Sure, the crime rate's higher among blacks. But sometimes you hear white liberals talk about blacks and they're talking about them as if they are they just got off the boat from Africa or something. And many blacks have been, <laughs> been in America longer than, than our ancestors have been. 
So, you know, but, but white liberals often, especially females, maybe because of the nurturing instinct, females, if you think that's some kind of white chauvinist thing to say, uh, read a little about anthropology and human evolution is all I can say there. Females have a more natural mothering instinct. And if they guide that not towards having children themselves because they want to be career women and they want to put that off as long as possible, then maybe that nurturing instinct, and yes, I'm speculating here, could go in the direction, oh, we have to protect something. Let's protect blacks and let's protect the, the seal babies that are being clubbed to death. But, and I think that's bad too, okay. Or let's protect dolphins. I agree with that too. Uh, but let's protect something uh, just to just to go out in the street and protest about something because our lives are so miserable and and we're not satisfied as women so we have to go out and nurture and protect something and we have to find a cause uh, that could be in other words maybe people are a little messed up are naturally attracted to liberal causes i don't want to say liberal because leftists today are not liberals in the classical sense look it up maybe i'll talk about that in the future as well the words liberal and conservative uh <laughs> the truth is you could almost say it the other way around that we have, for example, censorship now, and a lot of people will say, yes, we should have censorship. Well, that's more conservative. And the conservatives say, no, we should have freedom of speech. That's more liberal, classically seen. So the whole terms liberal and conservative, I'll say left and right, but they're not really the right terms either. In other podcasts, we'll get into these differentiations and how we should change our language and our views of these very concepts. Something most people just take for granted. Uh, it's like conspiracy theory, listen to podcast number one, Conservatives or liberals, they say, well, no, this is not a conspiracy theory as a synonym for something ridiculous. Conspiracy theories are not of nature ridiculous. I have to say it here, too. Equated with opinion. So he says, I have an opinion. We say, oh, that's ridiculous. You must be, where's your tinfoil hat? Do you have an opinion? No, of course not. It depends on what the opinion is. Think, people. Please think. Because uh, I'll try not to be too emotional here, but I'm getting so sick and tired of brainless people spouting things off, I don't care whether right or left, like conspiracy theory being a, a synonym for insanity. That's total nonsense. Just think about it for one minute, please. Like opinion. If somebody tells me, you know, let me express my opinion. I'm not going to accuse them of wearing a tinfoil hat. I'm going to say, okay, what is your opinion? And then I'm going to judge it. Maybe it's an insane opinion, but maybe it's right on the mark. And thus it is with conspiracy theories. There are conspiracies. If you don't know that, read a little bit about... <laughs> oh my God, I could give a hundred areas here. History, for example. Conspiracies have always existed. They existed in ancient Egypt. They exist in every society. And have a theory, there's nothing wrong with that. A conspiracy theory in and of itself is neither sane nor insane. If somebody says, I have a theory, and they tell it to you, and it seems weird to you. Don't say, oh, that's conspiracy theory. It's ridiculous. Ask for details. Ask for their reasoning behind it. Ask for any evidence that might be behind it. And then judge. Is that too much to ask? And I say this to conservatives as well. I heard some young woman that's on the conservative side, a Trump supporter, and said, and said something, and that's not a conspiracy theory. In other words, that's not crazy. Well, I'm sorry. I won't mention her name here. Uh, a conspiracy theory isn't of nature crazy. People like to say, especially leftists like to say, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. Uh, there's one, uh, maybe, that's a, this is a conspiracy theory, but uh, one person who had connection to the CIA said the CIA started this whole thing uh, maybe a few decades ago. They want people to think that any conspiracy theory is nonsense because they create conspiracies and they want people automatically, if it seems a little complex conspiracy, they oh, that's ridiculous. They like when we say that because then they get away with murder, literally.
I don't know if that's true, but it would explain things. If you think the CIA is not involved in propaganda, even in our own country, uh, once again, what planet do you live on? This goes on in all countries, by the way. I'll get into that in other podcasts. But back to our beautiful graphs here. What is it? Why do so many women between 1829 that are self-avowed liberals, that is, leftists, why are they diagnosed with, with mental problems? Is it that crazy people among young women tend to be leftists and not conservatives? Or is it being leftist makes, makes you crazy? Reminds me of something I used to say jokingly. <laughs> I remember I knew somebody who's uh, two, she knew two people who were thrown into prison. I didn't know the people. I said, where do they have their tattoos? She said, what? I said, yeah, they have tattoos, right? This, this man and his wife, they have these criminals, they have tattoos. She said, how did you know that? I said, look at any film about prisons. You'll see 100 prisoners and 99 have tattoos. And I said, don't you know? If you get a tattoo, it changes you. You become a criminal. <laughs> of course, that's a joke. <laughs> but nonetheless, look at any f prison film. Uh, once I saw a documentary, like 200 prisoners there. I think every single one had tattoos. Ah. And these two people, yes, they both had tattoos. He said, well, yes, he has one, a big one on his arm, and she has one on her ankle. <laughs> sure enough. Now, no, I don't think if you get a tattoo, you're going to become a criminal. But I do think there is a connection there. My theory there is. Maybe it's right, maybe it's wrong. People who are criminals have something self-destructive in them. And people who get tattoos, there's something... And now, if you have that tattoo, it doesn't mean you're self-destructive in all areas of life. But people that smoke a lot, drink a lot, take drugs, there's something self-destructive there. And the tattoo thing, going through pain to mark your body, you're not satisfied with your body, you want to show that you're this or that. And that somehow it overlaps with the group of people who have something self-destructive in them. So the more you go to the criminal element, the more tattoos you're going to see. This doesn't mean that everybody tattoo is criminal. I didn't say it. I'm not even implying it. But I'm saying that I will say this. Interesting study would be pick a group of a people. Interesting research project. A hundred people who have no tattoos whatsoever or a thousand if you prefer, if you have the time to do it, and a hundred or a thousand people who have tattoos. And then ask all of them, were you ever uh, uh, you know, taken to court or for a crime, were you ever accused of a crime? And I would bet you, in the group with tattoos, you're going to have more people that had you know, conflicts with the law. I would bet you that. Not if you do it with five people, because that could just be coincidence, but do it with a hundred, do it with 500 people. I don't know of any studies, probably somebody has done a study on this. Now, I'm not saying that therefore you shouldn't get a tattoo because you become a criminal. No, I didn't say that. But there's some, you know, some things you can just observe in life and some things just make sense if you really think about it, right? I don't know how many liberal women as opposed to moderate and conservative women have tattoos. We're not talking about tattoo here, tattoos here. But we are looking at percentages of somehow mental imbalances. How would you describe this? Now, what can we say? There's possibly... Yeah, another theory that one could come up with to explain this, well, hypothesis, speculation, use the word that you will. Could it be, let's see, how, how should I formulate this? That maybe conservative people, yeah, are just loath to admit that somebody told them they might have mental health issues, right? In other words, if you're conservative, and a doctor did tell you, yes, you might be bipolar, but you don't want to tell anybody because you're conservative, you know, that puts, and, and liberals are simply more honest there. Let's assume that. Let's assume that liberals simply tell the truth more and the conservatives are more uptight. 
Oh, mental health issue? No, I don't want to tell that. And, and this Pew researcher comes, did any doctor ever tell you you have a mental health? Oh, no, no, no. In other words, the conservatives are lying more often. And the moderates, they don't lie as much as conservatives, but they lie more than the liberals, right? But in that case, we'd have to assume that in the 18 to 29 age group, among moderates and conservatives, the women also are 56.3%, which would then mean that young women in general are mentally imbalanced. It doesn't matter whether you're a liberal or conservative. So that's so. In other words, if you want to be in one sense politically correct here and say, well, no, it's conservatives aren't just they just aren't telling the truth, then you would have to admit that the white liberals are more honest, which means that white conservative women were honest. They'd be at fifty-six percent too, as would the white moderate women. Therefore, all young women are have a tendency towards mental imbalance. Is that the conclusion you want to reach? Really? Do you really want to reach that conclusion? Take your pick. Either it's going to be, this is going to come out badly for the leftists if the graph is, well, what it purports to be, and if everybody's being more or less equally honest, and if people weren't being honest, then we have to assume that all these numbers among conservatives were higher. Nonetheless, we would see groups like the 65 plus white males, okay, they'd be as high as liberals, but still it's only 15%. You notice with liberals, only 15%, right? Ah, okay. But we would... And then still be able to conclude that in general, women are just a bit more mentally imbalanced than men, which men have been saying for thousands of years. I hate to say it, but this would confirm that. Oh my God, am I going to lose a lot of female friends? No, not really, because my female friends are intelligent people. Uh, and they would know that these are just percentages. If 56.3% of white liberal women, you know, the craziest group according to this, to put it uh, colloquially, uh, have mental imbalance or have been told that at some time, then we conclude that, what, 43.7% haven't, right? So, there you go. It's like when they give a statistic like, I read years ago, 25% of black males will spend some time in prison. That's a large number, 25%. But the good news is 75% won't. Okay, let's say that 5% or 10% slipped through the cracks and weren't caught by the law. Still, it's well over 50%. Uh, it would still be, what, 65% or whatever, they won't spend time in jail because most blacks are not criminals simply, right? So uh, people, when they spout off statistics, they look at one side of it to confirm some belief they might have or prejudice, but you have to look at the other side as well. And I always try to look at all the sides. In any case, I do hope that these, well, 35 minutes or so, looking at this graph, uh, opened your eyes to some things and makes makes you think, and maybe you can come up with some uh, tentative conclusions that this graph would suggest that I haven't thought of. I mean, graphs are so much fun to study. Why among white moderates here? 50, 64, women, men, 15.9, 16.9, not much difference, but 30, 49, there's a big difference. Well, that could be the, the, the female thing in childbearing years, that there's more depression and more of that. That could be that. That's probably why evens out more as you go along. But nonetheless, white conservative women there, 19.4 to 8.2 among the men, ooh, that's a big difference. Uh, yes, think about this. Uh, no, the next time you meet some young woman who says she's more to the left, don't assume that she's crazy <laughs> because she might be highly intelligent, might have good reasons for having her views. Uh, I will debate her anytime be glad to do so.
But look at these numbers and think of what conclusions you might be able to reach. And just the trend in general, it's, it's, one's almost tempted to say that if we want a very healthy democracy, maybe we should exclude the people that have had mental health conditions. And, but in that case, conservatives be winning every, every election, it looks to me. Wow. Wow. Wouldn't you hate to say that among your more woke friends? But uh, look at these numbers, and this is, you know, the Pew supposedly nonpartisan group. I don't know. Uh, at the very end here, though, I want to do something fun. I want to go into this Pew site here, because I had never studied it before, Pew Research Center. And just some of the things on the side there. I'm going to have to look into these things. I could do a talk about each one, probably. I thought this was interesting. 70% of U.S. social media users never or rarely post or share about political or social issues. Think about that. 70% never post or share about political, social issues. It could be because they don't want to be banned, especially those maybe pro-Trump. They don't want to be kicked off Facebook or whatever, so they just don't mention it. But I think there's something else there. I think 70%, a lot of them, oh, they're, they're too, they're, they're, they spend too much time putting up pictures of themselves eating a pizza in a restaurant. Look at me with my girlfriend last night. We're eating a nice pizza. And they just don't think about the more serious issues. For that reason, I'm going to have in the near future another talk. It's going to be called, uh, have to do with the great dangers of superficiality, the great dangers for democracy. Because I think this, what the Pew Research Center have to use their, <laughs> their research here to back up what I believe, the more superficial you are, the, the less you think about what's going on in the world, and the more you can be a dupe for those political forces that want to control you. And that should be obvious to anybody. It's not a crazy conspiracy theory. Uh, it's not even directly any kind of conspiracy theory. It's uh, just what happens. There's some people who want power. They want to control the masses, sway them one way or the other. And if you don't watch out, they're going to sway you in the way they want to sway you. The medical industry does it. Psychiatric industry, well, connect the medical. Boy, they sure do it, as I pointed out here. And I will talk about that more in the future. Uh, watch out for that. And so the next time you go, the next time you go post something on Facebook, ask yourself if it's really worth it. Do you really think if you put up like the picture, well, I've seen like, I don't know, young women, look at here, I'm in my bikini on the beach, or look at this beautiful brooch that my grandmother gave me. Do you really think that even your friends care about that? I'm going to talk about this too sometime, because I'm totally shocked. Now, they'll give you likes. If they like you, they will give you likes. You ever notice that? They like you. You can put up anything. You can say, here I am uh, combing the fleas off my dog's back. And who oh, isn't that cute? Give her a like. If they don't like you, they'll say, oh, that son of a... I'm not going to give her a like. It's only about likes. I know people, people I get along very well with, I can say, like, friends of mine, frankly. And they put up things that I think are pretty dumb. And I'm thinking the whole time, okay, they get their likes. They get likes among people that like them. But they get the likes because people, not because of what they put up. I don't know, like I said, here I am. I bought a new, I bought a, bought a new dog collar for Rex, my German shepherd. Look, here I'm putting it on him. Okay, that they have a dog is fine. That they love animals is fine. It's noble. And, but I don't care that they bought a new dog <laughs> Well, now I'm getting into one of my future talks. But you know what I mean. Go into the Pew site after you think about the one graph that I presented to you and just look at the things, the themes on the side, right? Uh, among U.S. religious groups, Biden's approval ratings are mirror image of Trump's. Well, that's kind of interesting. I didn't go into that one yet. But uh, 
In short, and to summarize, graphs can be a lot of fun, and this graph sure gives a lot of food for thought, and I would even say for laughter. And even when you're on the path of Socrates, it's not bad to laugh every once in a while. As a matter of fact, I even think it's necessary because there's no better way to keep your mental balance than to maintain your healthy sense of humor. And with that, I say goodbye to you, my accompanist on the path of Socrates, and you'll hear me next time. Bye now. <laughs>